Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. Top of the morning to you, or well, I guess what what time zone are you in right now? I am the Eastern time zone. Well, I always forget if it's daylight saving or daylight savings, so I never really know what time it is. <laughs> you don't know if like it's a monetary thing or or what? You know. If we weren't adding all this hour of daylight, global warming wouldn't be happening. Why are we not talking about daylight checking? <laughs> I don't know. So good. Let's just say good day. Good day to you, sir. Good day. Did you have good a, a good day? Mask. Mask. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Back at you. <ya. laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, actually, can we just, can we just pose that to our, our listening audience? I'm actually curious as to what they think about that. If someone yells mask at you, a single word, they point at you and they just say mask. What's your response? Yeah. Mine is. Oh, you had to yell. Just, yeah. Just, they look at you and they. They motion to their face and they say, mask. What do you do? Um, do you point at today, objects and then just name them like mm, shoes? <laughs> today I went nice because the way she did it, she was pointing at her mask. She was pointing at her face. So I took it as she wanted me to check out her mask. And I complimented it. It went about my day. I like something a bit more surreal, like a, I don't believe you. So they don't even get to the, should you or should you not wear a mask? You just like, don't agree with the premise that she's even wearing a mask. (laughs) She's like, mask. And you're like, I don't think so. It doesn't look like a mask to me. Thank you very much. Right. Not a good one. It's not a good mask. No. If it's even a mask. If that is your real mask. <laughs> right. Yeah, so shoot us, shoot us an email and, uh, and let us know your favorite response to mask. Yes, I'm going to um, uh, ask everybody here. It, we were talking about this before the show. Uh, my response to people trying to do get me to wear a mask is changed. I'm not arguing it. Um, I'm going about it two different ways. I'm either humorous, something, maybe an inside joke that I'm going to get or, um, just ignore it. Like I can't hear them when they say things about that. And I'm just going to be pleasant from then on. I'm not arguing with them. Just not going to do it. So, try it. 
if you haven't tried it before, if something funny happens, let us know about it. Have you noticed that white, uh, blue collar type guys from the north tend to be extremely racist, especially the northeast? Like, way more than I'm used to. And I'm not really. I mean, I grew up in the southeast. And even though people say it, southeast, we all grew up around a lot of black people because there's a lot of black It's not really like that, people who grew up down here. But I think it is up north. You know, I actually, I actually have noticed that. And it's funny that you mention it because... Recently, I watched a documentary on uh, Rammstein, the uh, the German kind of metal industrial band. Yeah, they good or they're racist? What's going on? Up, they're they're good and not racist. Yeah. Um, I I can't speak for their hearts, but I I believe them to not be very racist. Uh, but when you talk about the Northeast and kind of that weird fear of other kind of thing. Um, they, they addressed that a little bit in there because they, they played in somewhere, I want to say Worcester, maybe. So like in, in mass, they, uh, they played and got arrested for like indecency. So there is this weird, like not conservative in the way that we talk about politically, but conservative in this weird, like traditional puritanical way that's happening up there. So yeah, I, I I definitely see that. Like folks from from Boston, uh, you don't think about them being as racist because you're mostly just thinking about them fighting. Yeah, they're all Irish, even if only four percent are actually. They, they they fight everyone, so you don't really know who they actually hate. Yeah. So there, it sort of clouds the racism, maybe. But apparently, their beer—they're all about masking up. So. So, Sam Adams, don't drink it. Uh, is is Sam Adams racist? It's maskus. <laughs> but yeah, I would say Sam Adams is most likely racist. That sounds that sounds right. So, uh, I'm I'm assuming this means you're uh, you've recently encountered some of these particular folks or I have I, I'm working on a job site um, for a company the company's name is and our mechanic is from New York he used to be a crane operator I don't know if that's true but didn't I don't think it is because it doesn't really make sense but he's New York I spoke to him today he was uh, I'm working in a area in it uh in Atlanta. Everybody knows him from Georgia. I live here. Um and it's not the nicest area. Um but I was speaking to him today. He said, well, I was listening to him speak to other people today at first. And there was another guy who pulled up in a truck. 
this guy started hounding him on, you know, stickers and badges and DOT numbers and weight of the trailer he's pulling and you're going to get a ticket. It's cost this much, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, dude, are you, do you work for the state? No, I can't believe they take all this money from us. I'm like, why are you hounding him then? Like maybe he made the judgment call that he doesn't want to follow this stuff. Because the only reason they're allowed to, they do it is because the, the people like you follow it. Like if nobody followed it, they would have to just abandon it. I tried to explain that to him, and he didn't. He's doesn't. He's like, oh, well, I would rather do that and not get you know a ticket or whatever. I was like, okay, well then you do that and don't get a ticket. Don't hound him. So we started talking. He was like, tried to assure me that he was right because i guess he thought i was right because it was i wasn't cool with government control or whatever so yeah what is i was telling him about you know new hampshire i like it i like the the direction that state's going he's like that's the liberal state like in the classical sense maybe (laughs) he did he's like well it went blue for Biden. I was like, Georgia went blue for Biden. <laughs> that doesn't mean that people voted for Biden. That just means the big enough double bag got <laughs> That's just where they decided to send the vans. <laughs> right. But, um, anyway. And then the most statist of us are the ones that go out and vote anyway. So, and then every once in a while we vote I vote I write myself in for most things <laughs> I vote um, anyway um, so I said something about um Liberty. I'm trying to find a place for liberty. Uh, it'll be the more prop, profitable place, no matter where it is. If there's more liberty here, it's more. It's going to be there's more profit, better uh, living, and whatnot. Um. So I'll just follow it around. He said, "Well, aren't you scared of China?" I was like, "No, communism doesn't work." So. Like it's, they're not going to have any money to do anything to us. So they will, they can do something to another state, another country, like a government can't do anything to me. I'm not worried about China. They can't even control their entire country. There's anarchist factions in China. So no, I'm not worried. Like, because the news told you to be worried. Like, <laughs> I'm more worried about the news than I am about China. So, um, anyway, he he said, uh, well, he said, you notice that we come in here and we'll clean up, we you know, we'll build nice homes and more expensive homes and these areas like this, and. 
the right people will move in and the blacks will move out <laughs> and you'll have liberty. Let's uh, let's let's run that back. People what do you what, I was just like, what do you think the word liberty means? <laughs> but I didn't say it. I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna let him talk because he might explain what he thinks liberty means. He's like, well, like you say, uh, you know, you have more liberty. I mean, it's like. There's more blue collar and white collar workers here. You know, nicer schools, government schools. Yeah, like public schools. And it's like, hmm. All right, so, so we get to a point in this conversation where I'm like, okay, so he thinks that black people being near him is not liberty. And then living in a status society with white people near him is liberty. And he also thinks that's what I think it means. <laughs> so, because I like guns. Anybody who's on the right <laughs> or comes to the right don't be like that guy. <laughs> Just uh, whatever this is. So he likes guns and you like guns. And that means you're also racist. And I don't understand the definition of liberty. Clearly. <laughs> right. Yes. I, st I don't understand his definition of liberty. I don't either. I have I really, the only thing I could get out of it is like, if you live near white people, you have liberty. So he's liberated from black people? I guess. Mm, yeah, not adding up for me. Yeah. So, you know, he's like, oh, they're all on welfare and whatnot. I'm like, yeah. That's the, the government has incentivized this social structure. To keep people like this, subservient. So to look at them and be angry at them is wrong. You should be look at them and be like, like, fuck, this is what our government does to people. We've got to stop this. Don't don't feel sorry for them or whatever, but we have to stop this incentive. Cause it degrades the society and as the society degrades the morality degrades more and more people fall into that cycle and he that was just leftist you know whatever to him I kind of speak he didn't I don't even think those words sunk in his head but uh, then I also worked with a guy from Illinois, from Chicago area. He moved to Alabama. He lives right across the border in Alabama, but he works in Georgia. And he was saying, you know, anytime you go into one of these black neighborhoods, 
you know, you get to, they're driving dirt bikes on the streets and blah, blah, blah. And, and street bikes in the dirt. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, oh, they're breaking all these laws. And, like, well, you've just named all kinds of laws that don't hurt anybody. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Victimless um, crime. Yeah. I was like, and then he's like, and sometimes there's a shooting. I'm like, oh, you got one. There's Ooh, oh, something that's actually bad. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Well done. I've been listening for a while. He finally hit me with a bad one. Points. He's like, and then he said something about my my neighbor is a white guy who wants to be black. And he's always banging his music and turning it up. And but he's doing this in a Yankee voice. I just I can't do it. You just can't do the you're like, I'm not even gonna try to do the accent. Yeah. So um he's like and he's a drug dealer. And I'm like Okay. He doesn't you know, he he throws trash over in my yard. I'm like, oh, private property problem. Yeah, that's a bad neighbor. But the rest of it's fine. <laughs> you know? like, like, oh, tell him to turn down his music. Okay. He doesn't like the same kind of music as you. I think it'd be pretty boring if everybody liked the same kind of music. Uh, we got a problem with him selling drugs to people who want drugs? Well, well no. No, not really, but because, you know, everybody smokes pot, right? So guarantee he smokes right so when i word it like that he's like no but they honk their horn at all hours of the night like so you have a a noise issue that you should talk to your neighbor about like hey man i'm cool with what you do but like that honking the horn stuff you gotta come up with it a better way like, have you tried that <laughs> But it's all, you know, oh, he's got black friends always coming over. And like, fuck, man, it's all about. I, I get I get it because you hear it on the left all the time. Like, it's all about what color people are, right? But I grew up in the South in a right family, a right-leaning family. And the older generation like grandmother and stuff like that like they you you have friends that were black or jew for jewish friends coming over or whatever if you're good that was fine but if you dated one like your grandma might get a little you know it's like my parents generation they didn't care because just we're i don't know in the south it's just it's all mixed up so I guess it's what's the difference because it's not just today. It's everywhere I've gone and worked in the construction industry. When somebody comes down from the North, it's, you know, it's not every single one of them, but a lot of, a lot of that comes from up there. And I, I don't really, I didn't grow up up there. So I don't really understand the dynamic that creates that. And I, I wonder if it's just, and part of it is that they moved down here, not, under this cartoonish image of the South thinking that we're like that because I don't know. 
Well, you're touching on something that's pretty interesting as far as like the maybe economic incentive or even just a, a cultural dynamic between different races in different areas because of everyone kind of being all, like you say, mixed up. If you think about the, if you think about the, the demographic makeup of where you grew up, you couldn't afford to be racist, right? Like let's just break it down economically. You couldn't afford to be racist because you couldn't, shop anywhere you couldn't live anywhere you couldn't you know right so like if you're surrounded by people that you dislike because of the color of their skin and you don't want to support them if you're in a community that's full of people that have that color skin then you're out of luck to try and do anything right so it not only talks about i think the power of that economic incentive and how people I think are a bit racist out of maybe convenience. I mean, there's obviously ignorance as well, but I think if it were less convenient to be racist, I think it would be harder for people to be racist. And I think people would be a bit less racist. Right. Because in every instance where, in most instances, not every, but most instances where they, they're complaining about the other race, it's always has something to do with the state, a state law or a state incentive that another race is taking advantage of or something like that. It's not, it's never like I got in a black person's cab and they let me off down the street and I paid him some money. I was where I wanted to be. He had the money he wanted. It's never that. So I think you're right about that. It's, you know, it's brought about by the state. Uh, it's certainly, I don't think that racism would ever be, will ever and would ever be gone without the state. But I don't think it would be anything worth talking about. Like it would just be like, yeah, old man Frank, you know, he's just not cool with the little black kids getting in his yard, you know, but he's just a dumb old man, you know. Any collective that is looking out for its own interests is going to naturally find a way to minimize infighting. Right. Right. And it, it Exactly. That's why, you know, when we disagree with the Muslim guy who picking you up in the cabbie or at the gas station, like we disagree, like say, say I'm a Christian and say he's, you know, he's a Muslim for the sake of the story, right? I don't go in there. I'm like, man, I want this beer. But let me, oh shit, he's a Muslim. I'm going to insult him about his faith. And he's like, oh, I want that guy's money and I have beer, right? I'm not going to, he's going to get up here to buy the beer, but I'm, first I'm going to insult him about his faith, right? So that doesn't happen. 
It's just, he wants my money. I want the beer more than the money. We transact and we both, I'd say more than not walk out of the situation feeling better than when we got there. Like I knew I had to pick up that beer. I needed to pick up whatever ice from my cooler. I was better off when I left that situation than when I got there. Even though we do disagree on something. <laughs> As was he. Because yeah. he was right. that amount of dollars richer. Right. Or so, Bitcoin if it's a progressive shop. Right. It's, you know, very beneficial to him. Because at least, you know, it's worth as much as when I gave it to him. Or more. Currency mm. aside, it's a win-win that you can both walk away from having benefited. Right. Regardless of your faith or race. I think just to be fair in the argument though, uh, I think faith and religion, things like that are, are a little bit different than race in that they are kind of chosen identities as opposed to natural identities. Right. But the, there's just been, there's been as much blood and death, if not more, over faith than agreed colored. So I'm I'm trying to find something that's comparable that brings that kind of passion into the the conflict. And I just want to show how the voluntary interaction through the free market can alleviate that pain and find and help people to find a common ground with somebody who they through a forced interaction would have never gotten there. So, um, and, and these people I'm working with are very statist type rights very neocon so everything they look at comes from the view of the state right so i mean i don't know how you don't fall into that racist trap nowadays if you you know if you hold the state to be so powerful right because i mean everything's about race right now with state it's all about the color of your skin or the whatever. Anything to distract you from him writing another spending bill. Is that because so many of these issues are beginning to get so, for lack of a better phrase, wishy-washy? Right? Like if, if you are someone who is in support, like, because you, you talked about it with, with your boy this, mm-hmm. this earlier, right? He... He agreed with you on guns, so he is. Yeah, he likes guns. So if you're on the same page on guns, you're on the same page on race, right? Is it is it just because you have to pick one of the two? So yeah, they, nobody knows what to think of me at work um, because of that. They're all the ones that are on the right are on the right, and the ones that are on the left are, you know, whatever. But like. 
nobody's they don't understand like everybody who's on the right will say oh yeah i hate you know government's too you know but then when you talk about government overreach they have nothing to contribute they just want the government to do their things (laughs) they're just taught that that's what a right person's supposed to say they don't advocate for any, you know, shrinking of government power. Uh, and I'm like, the, you know, the cops are coming for you. Like, when when they come, when they want to take your gun, the little weaselly dude up in Congress that's talking or whatever, he's not the bastard that's going to come get them or kill you to take them. It's the cop that you've got the sticker on the back of your car for. Right next to your don't tread on me sticker. You've got that little blue line one. Yeah. That's the motherfucker that's going to tread on you. He's going to kill you and your whole family to take your nine millimeter from you. And he'll say it's for your own protection while he's doing it. So what happens when people realize they don't have to choose anymore? What happens when people realize that they don't have to choose to be on any side that supports that? Like they can think for themselves? Yeah. When you see, when you see and hear people like that and go, well, that guy's technically on my side, but I don't think he is. Right. I know that he's not on my, he, that guy. He doesn't know that I'm not on his side because he didn't know what to make of me. But I know that he advocates for state power. So I know he's not on my side. Um, but um, what happens is when people are unplugged from that, from the corporate media and the corporate media narrative because there's a lot of internet news networks kind of things that just mimic what the corporate media says and then people are like oh no i get all mine from the internet i don't watch corporate me but like it's the same shit you know it's Uh, like it's like thinking that you liked quote unquote indie bands but they were played on top 40 radio yeah it was just uh what was that what was that guy who dumped his poop on people on the bridge dave matthews yeah it's like uh, I, I like indie bands you know like dave matthews band yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, it, the, it's just the mainstream narrative with better branding. It's, it's, you're getting the shit dumped all over you. <laughs> yeah, you and I are the the boat. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear that all the time. And I'm like, so tell me what you've been reading about lately on the internet. And I'm like, 
<sighs> well, let me show you a clip from CNN that says the same thing. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? I thought you. Had... Yeah, I, I think at first, when I first completely unplugged, and somebody told me that, I would be like, "Oh, let me hear what you but you know, get excited because think, oh, another person who's unplugging from." the narrative, right? And uh and I just get disappointed. And now if somebody says that to me, I I just I completely zone out. Just like they told me to put on a mask. Huh? Uh Let me go back to racist people from New York. <laughs> so I, I hired a guy a few years back for a remodel company. And he would he was from New York and Italian guy. And this is when I really started to notice it. Um he would just be like, Oh, gotta go over to it inwards house today we were working in columbia south carolina so like if you're using the n-word for refer to black people if you're going over to anybody's house in columbia south carolina 90 percent chance it's going to be a black person's house so, so i heard that a lot so you're not even really mad about the usage. You're just mad about the lack of specificity. You're like, well, that doesn't really narrow it down, bud. <laughs> but it was just like, God, it's, do you really feel that way? And they, it, he did. It was just, when I, another race would give us the same kind of headaches, it, it wasn't as big of a deal to him, you know? It was weird. So as much as I I hear from the right or from the left that racism, racism, everything's a problem because of racism, I'm going to have to say no because I have met racists in my life. And they're not Einsteins. They're not the ones pulling the strings and holding you down. Sorry, left. They're held down too because they're dumb enough to to go along with it. It's not them holding you down. It's the state. It's the power elite. Well, it's two versions of the same story that the elite can tell. One is telling the the, the racist folks saying that the the people who are oppressing you are of this other race. Yeah. And the same story that they tell to the intelligentsia mm -hmm. is the people who are oppressing you are these racist people on this right side. Yeah. The story is the same in that the answer to your problems is to get rid of some half of the country. It's just mm -hmm. that they tell that story 
in some ways based on race, in mm. some ways based on political lines. But either way, it's talking about how another person or another group of people are your problem and not the state. Yeah, so these people, um, for the exception of the guy in South Carolina, were are bright, tight people from the north. So they're on the right. The guy from South Carolina was not, but... Um, Anyway, I don't think it's a right-left problem. I mean, I'm, I see nothing but racism from the corporate left, so it's it's there. It's just I'm saying that it's not what's creating the, the problem. I think it, I think it, racism making a comeback a little bit, like you're openly like. Uh, complaining type racism making a come not nobody's lynching people and shit like that but like that making a comeback is a symptom of the state overreach you don't think it's just cyclical in the same way that like big smiley faces and tie-dye came back around with bell bottoms (laughs) right i think it's more just like racism is the new black But, you know, pretty soon it's going to be passe. So I can't wait. Yeah. It's really, ah, that's so yesterday. Oh, are you racist still? Wow. (laughs) Oh, look at this guy with a cross burden. (laughs) Like, you're not even mad. You're just unimpressed with how, like, out of date they are. (laughs) Oh. Oh, cool. Are you looking up racist articles on the internet, Grandpa? (laughs) Yeah. So, I wish other people could... I don't know how to explain it to people. Because it's so obvious to me. What's obvious? That it's a symptom of... This the fact that the government's involved in every single little thing in our lives. So let's let's lay it out. Make us fight, like okay. Let let's lay it out. Like if I I think, I think I think you're right. I think it it makes sense. And we you know we talk about like follow the money, follow this. Like let's let's lay it out. Like they're involved in all these things because this is this is part of the so. On the, the race left. narrative, right? Yeah. So let's just go with the underprivileged person on food stamps. I mean, they're involved in everything. You've got to jump through whatever regulatory hoop, paperwork, form, whatever they're asking for this week, right? To get your subsidy, right? None of it makes sense. Like, none of it helps you. It's just the form they need you to fill out. It's like uh, your your for your your housing or whatever. Like, there's so many different forms, regulations, funding situations to get to build these government housing facilities, like we're building. But ninety percent of it is people in meetings filling out forms, talking to you know, get their board people in, figuring out how to 
fill, uh, file the paperwork to get their funding for this or whatever regulation or how it changed this week. It's all, but they get this government agency is designed, it's supposed to be here to make it easier for and better homes for poor people, but they, they're spending all the money trying to fill out the right forms to get the money. And then once they get the money, there's no incentive for them to then turn that into a nice house. It's, it's just, what do we need to get by? It says we need to have this, 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 this. These things don't really go together. You could put that in a cardboard box. Okay, well, then we'll just put it in a cardboard box because really all we are is a company who claims to build homes who knows how to fill out the paperwork. Who's got the staff. Uh, so you end up pushing around dirt. I mean, that's what I've been doing. I'm a crane operator. I'm not even supposed to do that. <laughs> is this what I'm doing? I'm pushing around dirt. They go push it up here and push it down there. And push it up here and push it down there. And for all you construction people, I've asked them to get me grade stakes so I can get some elevations. Nothing. Just eyeballing shit and looking at the elevation plans, guessing. I've been out here for two months pushing dirt. Not even my job. If you don't push the dirt, who's going to push the dirt, though? Yeah, I know. And I don't even know that I'm doing it right. I'm just kind of guessing. I don't know if you, how you feel, but like my self worth at least on a daily basis, is based on my productivity. Like, I really feel better about myself when I've done something, right? And it's really, it's weighing on me hard. So this makes you feel like Sisyphus? Yeah. I think that's there's something in human nature that needs to feel like they contribute to their community to their family to something right and if they by you know illegalizing making drugs illegal by breaking up families by uh, subsidizing the males if they leave so on some rash decision they can leave and then you know whatever when instead of starting a family by making incentivizing those activities, they take away the incentives for you to do things that are productive, to have a family, to do all these things that I think are biologically, uh, we're biologically geared to, like this is something we need or, uh, are, is very helpful to our psyche. Uh, and 
and it's wreaked havoc on the the low income communities and low income communities tend to be in inner cities in the south tend to be a lot of black people this isn't this isn't a this isn't a race problem this is a like black people can do all the things that i can do right like it's, there's nothing it's it's the way that they've they've herded this group into for generations and it, it's only gotten worse like every i mean it seems like you know people like strom thurmond and our our wonderful fearless president leader i mean how many black families is that guy directly responsible for breaking up? How many li- how many young boys lost their entire lives to our prison system because of that man? I mean a lot of white people too. I'm just saying if like it's not about race. It's not about race for all the people telling you it's about race. Or they wouldn't have made sure that we elected the guy who put a law who put all these laws into effect with Strom Thurmond you know his buddy the Dixiecrat so don't fall for it uh, if there's any inner city leftist black guys who listen to the show don't worry about it the stupid Yankees Coming down here trying to be all racist and whatever. They're dumb. They don't even know the definition of liberty. So don't think that that's what's going to hold you down. The man isn't me, isn't you. And it isn't that guy who doesn't know what liberty means. It's the state, it's the person who can actually really affect your life. So I do apologize, I guess, for you know, that kind of person, I guess. And not that I have anything to apologize for, but like that shit's annoying. Uh but just know like when somebody talks like that guy anywhere you instantly know they're stupid there's just and anybody who's trying to get your point across you have a good point to make don't say something racist before it or after it because you're gonna lose everything all credibility (laughs) anything you're trying to say Hey, did you uh, did you hear the one about the black guy?